Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome. This is uh, the Spirit Sisters, and I welcome all our returning uh, listeners and. Um, Thank and welcome all our new listeners, if you're new to the show. Um, I am Shauna Glidden, and my co-host, Debbie Surrett, is still on her new work adventure. Uh, So she will be absent from uh, several of our shows uh, while she makes that journey into uh, work bliss, we hope. And uh, we send her all our love and... and, uh, light uh, to help her on her journey, so it's even more exciting than she could imagine. Um, uh, Today uh, is International Women's Day for anyone who uh, isn't aware, and uh, this is a day to honor all of those women who have gone before us, who have forged the path that we walk on today. Um, all the women that took risks in their personal lives to speak their truth and to find out where their power lived, all those women that challenged uh, patriarchal structures in uh, organized religion and in education and academia, in workplaces, in relationships, in um, places where power lives. Um, And uh, it is a day that I would invite you to ponder wherever you are in the world and whatever you are doing in your personal and your work life. To consider those who have come before you, including your female ancestors, who have made it possible for you to have a place of power that is different than our history. You know, it's not that long ago that we as women and our children were relegated to um, only the domestic arena and were properties of our fathers and our spouses where we had literally no say in what our lives would become, Um, where in law, a man was able to beat his wife uh, with something that was no bigger than his thumb that has since been overturned. And however, still that consciousness lives in our language when we use the term rule of thumb. That's where it comes from. So I'd like you to really settle into this moment and just take a few moments as you breathe in and out to honor and send love to all the sisters before us, all the ancestors. Um, And in particular for me, that would include Gloria Steinem, who was instrumental when I was 10, waking me up to my feminine power, and who I met in my 40s, um, and I must say is continuing to be quite a force. No matter how you feel about feminism in the world, um, we cannot lose sight that however that has moved, um, we are a part of that evolution. And the way that we live our lives is at least in part um, 
as a result of that um, bridge that was built from those dark ways of looking at ourselves as women and oppression and where we are today. So I thank all that have been before us and um, am truly, truly grateful. So it is befitting today that we are going to talk about uh, women's power and the power of the feminine and recognizing and reclaiming your own power and and <clears throat> what we're going to do uh, after we do our normal weekly uh, features of the show is we're going to have a conversation about that and we're going to look about and explore and unpack what power is and what we think about power and how we use it intentionally or unintentionally in the world, which I think is quite befitting on International Women's Day. So the goddess of the week of this week is Hecate, and she is the goddess of um, the crossroads. She's the goddess of witches, and she's the goddess of wild places, childbirth, and, and if you think about crossroads in that context and, and spirituality, you're looking at the goddess of being able to move in different dimensions and to create a bridge so that we can connect with her to do ceremony, to do ritual, to do our prayers, to manifest as we birth new life in physical form, you know, as in childbirth, or we birth new life as in how we refine our own dreams and create new ones. Um, so she is a, has the ability to cross all boundaries and is closely associated, as I said, with magic and witchcraft. <clears throat> Her name is derived from... Uh, Greek, which means far off, describing her as otherworldly, so like in a shamanic nature. And she stands between the gateways of the world as a guardian and a guide and a protector. Um, and in this vein, she's the goddess of karma, uh, which includes uh, new creating new life and endings. So it's really important to recognize that we use clarity and integrity in our prayers and our evocations as we connect with her in the in that she is the goddess of karma. Um, so she's a great goddess to really call in the power that you embody um, in any way that you use her in your prayers, in a ritual. And you can do, as I've said before, just simple ritual like light a candle and pray to her and ask for guidance and help and to magnify that aspect within yourself that can access the divine and um, use that for creation. So having said that, let's talk about power. So um, I'd like you um, to start considering this place of power as we create this sacred space together. I'd like you to recognize that as we do this co-creational process or meditation or prayer or evocation, whichever you'd like to think about this creation of sacred space, as something you are actively participating in. This is not a passive process. 
So I would encourage you to consider that as I call in uh, the four directions and evoke the power of the goddess and the prayers that I am about to do to create with you and along with you as creators of sacred space, this sacred space to have this conversation and to deepen our magic and prayers and our spiritual understanding of ourselves and the way we apply it in the world. So with conscious intention, I ask you to settle yourself in the space that you are in. And if you're driving, please be aware of your surroundings and do this in an awake state. Um, But if you're not, I'd ask you to settle into your chair, put your feet on the floor, uh, put your hands open in your lap, or where you are comfortable so they can receive the energy that we are about to call in. And breathe three big, deep belly breaths. And we're going to start from our feet. And as you breathe in, you're going to push out your belly. And as you breathe out, you're going to suck it in. And that's like a yoga breath. And that's how you initiate and fire up your power and your energy. So, Let's start with bringing your awareness to your feet. Start breathing deeply and bring your energy up the front of your body, up your ankles and your calves and your knees and your thighs, continuing to breathe deeply up all of the front of your chakras, including your crown where between your eyes, your crown chakra, down the back of your body, out your spine, down your feet, deep into the earth, sending your energy into the earth to find the roots of a grandmother tree that is awaiting you. Wrap your energy around that tree and say, I am grounded and connected to the Great Mother. And I allow this to be so. And again, breathe it up, up, up. And now we're taking our energy out the top of our head, connecting it deep to Grandfather Son and the powerful, safe, divine energy of grandmother, Grandfather Son and the divine masculine that loves us and say, I am connected and allow the light as you send the energy down your back, out your feet, deep into the earth. Wrap around and reground to Grandmother Earth in the womb of the mystery of the divine feminine and her power. I am connected and grounded. And it is so. Up we go one more time. Up, connecting to that divine masculine for protection and guidance and love and light. Send that fire down the back of your body and your energy out your feet into the earth to wrap deeply around that grandmother tree as you say I am grounded and connected to the great mother and it is so now breathe normally in and out as I call to the power of the four directions and the four worlds of grandmother earth come be with us in this deep exploration of our power and the connection to the universal power of the divine feminine and masculine I call you into the space to come and be here now. And I call to our ancestors, particularly those female ancestors of power, of the light, of integrity that love us from always, since always and now, 
Come be with us today, sacred grandmothers. Come be with us, ancestors. Move through our consciousness and open us to the possibility of our true, authentic power that we may honor and use and grow our power with integrity and divine grace. That we not take the power of another and do not give our power away to anyone at any time. Hold this space. Allow us to safely explore this with a sense of adventure. Come be here now. And a call to the great goddess, grandmother goddess of the feminine energy of power of creation. Come be in the space that we may know the power of our creation and to use that with integrity and divine grace. Come and be here now. And I call to our angels and guardians and spirit guides and our archangels. Come be here with us in this space today. Help us to openly, without fear or hesitation, move into our personal power and to awaken and forge a bridge and a connection to the divine feminine power that we may be all that we are meant to be. Help us to live our destiny within that place of empowerment and balance. Come be here now. And a call to the Tilliloquy, to Shulehe Om and those that work with us in other realms, to our helping spirits and the powers of the energy spots that we are in that are of the light. And a call to our power animals. Come and be here now. And a call to the fairies and the queen of the fairies of the highest light and good character to come play with us as we effortlessly unpack this idea of power in a way that moves through us in our waking and sleeping dream that we may take and reclaim our power and apply it in our world in the most meaningful, positive, effortless way in balance and beauty and light. Come be here now. And I call to our inner wisdom and the power that lives within each one of us. I see you, dear sisters, each and every one of you, as I see my own. And I honor our power in its similarities and its differences, for this is how the sisterhood is meant to live. I call to that power today and awaken to the power of the divine sisterhood in us and in one another. I see you, dear sisters. I call that power into the space. We are balanced and in the light. This is a safe and sacred space. Ashe, aho. Blessed be. Okay. So, let's talk about power. So, have you ever really considered the idea of what power is? If you look around the world, uh, we get depictions of what power is supposed to be. When we're small, we see ourselves when we're born as, you know, uh, dependent creatures of energy, where we are reliant on our parents or those that are raising us as the ones who are taking care of us and so at that moment in time, until we start to individuate, we are looking at those love objects or those others as where power comes from. Although we are born with divine essence and our power is awakened immediately. 
it is in this kind of place of circle of forgetting where we are going from the universal realm where our spirits live in the other dimensions through the womb of a physical being in that dark place where we forget who we are in our place of power. And when we are birthed into this plane, into the light, um, we are dependent as we are in um, sort of like an unconscious awareness of our power. And depending on how you are raised in your family and what your lived experience is as a child, we are typically, in the West particularly, not taught to cultivate and know and awaken and apply our power. Often we are taught to diminish our power and our light. Mm, you know, it looks like don't ask those questions. Uh, you, your energy is too much, whether that is a spoken experience from parents, teachers, etc., caregivers, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, you know, institutions, or whether it's just something that we feel that is unspoken by the way that people behave towards us. You know, our intuition is alive and breathing in every fiber of our being, but unless someone tells us that's what we have and can label it for us when we are nonverbal, and as we grow in our verbal experience, in our lived experience as an embodied being in the world, we may not recognize our intuition as something of power. And if we are taught um, based on the, the beliefs of our families, the beliefs of our religion, of our schools, our education systems, our governments, that that is not anything of value, we internalize that we don't have any power as a spiritual being or as someone with intuition or spiritual gifts. Whereas if we were raised consciously, um, we would be given language that is. Uh, We'd be taught about how it feels as it's awakening in our bodies and how to apply it in a place of integrity and clarity rather than this kind of hidden mysterious realm that, you know, excites us on one level and terrifies us on another. Um, And I'm not trying to make a generalization because people experience this depending on how they were sculpted and molded, how they were grown and raised and what kind of awareness was in their Um, environment and the people in your environment in every room. You know, if you had parents that were unconscious because they didn't awaken their own intuition, they're certainly not going to be able to awaken it in you. So it's really important to know the context of first, as we unpack this, how were you raised as a conscious or an unconscious being? You know, what is power to you? Do you know that you have power? Do you not know you have power? Uh, Do you look at power as something external? Um, Because if you look in the world, we are shown images of power as mostly male-dominated politics and government, mostly male-dominated medical systems, religious systems, 
And in some religious systems, there's a very clear understanding that women are not allowed to have high-ranking religious power, and they are the helpers that give those those men that are in power power. Um, In educational systems, um, you know, in our actual language, as I said earlier, you know, rule of thumb is... um, a patriarchal uh, law that has made its way into our language. You know, and we can look at that in many realms. If you think of very derogatory words against women, they were often used um, as animal terms to describe animals um, or something that is unanimated, that doesn't have a, you know, language. Um, So it's really important to recognize that everything about ourselves in the way that we think about ourselves and power, consciously or unconsciously, how we speak about our power, consciously or unconsciously, is a a facet of our history, and it is a function of either our awareness and how awake we are about that and how fearlessly courageous we take our power, or unconsciously how we are Um, unaware of our power or how fearful we are of our power and actualizing that. So there are, like I said, many types of power. So monetary power for you, does that mean how much money makes you comfortable? Uh, How do you make the money? You know, all of those things. So it it is monetary, political, physical, um, in physical power and strength. How strong are you? How healthy are you? It's spiritually how how open or out of the closet, so to speak, are you? How how much are you comfortable about your spiritual life? How separated is your spirituality from your everyday life? Because that's really meaningful. If you're trying to live your life in a balanced, healthy way, that includes your spirituality. You know, we I, and I recognize why we have separated church and state. It has been a very negative place to put those worlds together in the past. And you can see from many things that have happened in our recent history that that's not a bad thing to separate um, because, you know, the majority of the world is not Christian, for example. And I don't mean this to diminish any Christians. You have a right to your values and your beliefs, but the majority of the world is, in fact, not a Christian. And uh, yet our laws and our rules and the way that our holidays are for example here in canada we have stat holidays christmas is a stat holiday that's a christian holiday but the majority of the world is not christian so how did that happen you know so i just and i'm only saying this not to diminish or to miss um any uh religious institutions but to make you aware that they are in our consciousness whether we know it or not. So as a woman who is not a Christian and who is spiritual, who was born in a Christian family, um, and I've said to you before, it's not um, a uh, religious right family by any means. It was, you know, kind of middle of the road. Um, You know, I, I did not have any clarity about spirituality other than these high holidays, like we'd go to church at Easter and, you know, we'd hear the minister talk about the resurrection and all that stuff. Um, But it really had no meaning for me because 
number one, I, I'm not born to be a Christian. Um, and number two, um, the language was very male dominated. And, you know, I left, as I shared with you in one story, at 10 years old, I refused to go back to church because they were doing teachings that a woman had to serve her husband. And I'm like, what's up with that? Um, so um, I was very aware of how disempowered I felt, even as a child, in all arenas, but particularly in spirituality, because it was vacant in my life. And yet I felt all these deep and powerful things. So, um, so I want you to start to consider for yourself where you are in your journey of unpacking what is power for you as a woman. Where is it in your relationships with yourself? How do you speak to yourself? Do you dismiss yourself? Do you speak negatively about yourself and your power? Do you feel weak often? Do you feel uh, powerless? And where is that in you? What happens to make you feel that way? Where is it in your love relationships? Where is it in your relationship with your children? Where is it in your work relationships, your money relationships, your religious or spiritual relationships? Where is it in your physical power and your body and your health and your physical strength and that relationship? Because power is unmistakably everywhere. Everything boils down to power. Do you have it? Don't you have it? Do you give it away? Do you take the power of another? Do you feel powerful without doing those things? So it is a time, particularly on International Women's Day, and to think about, you know, Gloria Steinem or even, you know, uh, Susan B. Anthony, women way, way back, that got us the vote. I mean, we had to fight to get a political vote because we were told as women that we cannot think critically about such things. You know, and that still lives a lot in the world. I would ask you to name 10 powerful women that you know in history, 10 powerful women that you know that are running corporations by name. Ten powerful women who are in your government. And we still don't have a a female prime minister. We still don't have a female president. That's not a mistake. Right? So think about that as we start to deepen into this conversation. Now let's talk about spirituality and power. There are three main types of spiritual power. So there's personal power, earth power or nature power, and divine power, which is universal power. So personal power means it's our life force, our chi, our shulakwe, our kwadoshka. It's it's the life force that literally allows us to live and be in the world physically. It is the energy of the sun and the moon to produce our food and our consumption of that food that brings us our physical power and strength and our life force. It's the power of our body in that physical strength to be healthy, to use efficiently the energy of our food and water to nourish us, and how we use that energy to release that energy in the world through our physical body and our being, So it can be replenished in that cycle of eating, movement, exercise, sexuality, 
you know, uh, digestion, elimination, all that actual physical energy that gives us more life force that we can access to manifest everything in our lives with our intention to be healthy, to be balanced, to have personal power and passion, to fire up our imagination and to live in the world with what we manifest. If we are out of balance, we cannot manifest with, with um, power or force. We need life force to get out of bed. <laughs> we need life force to do a job, to hug, to love, to be sexual, to drive your car. So it is the, the kind of foundation of our physical being. And in that, it generates energy to do all the basic physiological things. But it is the generator of energy to manifest everything. You, you can't actualize buying a house without having energy to go to a job, to make the money, to save the money, to go to a bank, to go to a lawyer, to sign the papers, to have a house and maintain it, right? So think about the um, energy of your chi or your life force or your shulakwe or your energy field is propagated by, nourished by, replenished by and released by energy, by eating, sleeping, drinking, loving, and by balance of awareness. That's like if you are not aware of how your energy is in your body, you typically will be imbalanced. And that can look like getting a cold because, say, you're pushing yourself to do too many things and you're not taking proper breaks and eating and sleeping properly. That's a basic way to look at it. On an energy level, it is not regenerating the power of your energy so that your energy field is vibrating at a proper level to be able to resonate and bring towards you what you want to manifest and actualize that in the physical world. It's great to have lots of ideas, but you have to manifest them through the use and application of your energy. And you have to keep replenish that. So I'd like to, you to start to consider in what we're talking about. So as we deepen into this idea, the next is earth and nature power. So this is life force energy of earth and nature. It's the magnetic field of the earth and nature, the energy of the power of trees and rocks and crystals and wind, water, with specific power of that energy that does things like transforms and heals and nourishes. So our job in our physical being is to have balance and awareness and an application of aligning to our own energy orb in our physical body and the way our circuits are used to do all those, you know, mundane things as well as spiritual things and align our energy field with that of Grandmother Earth and everything that exists on Grandmother Earth. 
know, that's what we were talking about, the power of the direction. And you can use this power, if you're aligned, in right relationship, which means being respectful of your own energy and its limits and how you create, destroy, and nourish your energy and that of the earth. You know, in order to have a balanced life and to manifest your destiny. And and we do this by, you know, recycling is part of that. When you recycle, however you can do that, you are saving the planet from, you know, moments of faster destruction. When you are mindful of how much water you use, you are aligning yourself with the understanding that there's a limited supply on some level. Grandmother Earth has unlimited love, but but the resources have somewhat of limitations and some have total limitations, you know? So that's the purpose of being aware of your own energy and merging it with grandmother earth and nature-based energy. How we access this to keep in right relationship and to activate the power of our power as a connective bridge and activate the power of Grandmother Earth is through prayer, ritual, ceremony. Um, It's through walking in nature. It's through yoga, which gets you into your body, and particularly if you can do that outside. Swimming in the ocean with an awareness that you're not just, you know, swimming. There's so much more in that healing power of the water. You know, I think originally that's where baptisms came from, that there's an understanding that the divine power of the universe is in that earthbound power of the water. And when you're going under the water, there's a ritual of ceremony to awaken and align you to the divine blessings of that water and its energy and the creator. You know, it doesn't matter where you do that from, you know, that's that's initiation. I mean, if even in various pagan traditions, water on the top of your head is to awaken your your wisdom center on the top of your head to the power of that water and what it has to offer as healing and transformation and the fact that it is part of rain that comes from the universe in the stratosphere out in the earth and out in other dimensions, you know? So it's like it's small and concrete and, and we're building out as circles go out in your consciousness about this. Then there's divine power. So this is the power of all creation. That's kind of what I talked about last week about the void. It's the power of everything in the universe. It's our personal power, that earth nature power. It's the power of other dimensions that we can't see and we may not name or know. It's the power of the planets. It's the power of existence from always, since always and now. That's what that means. It resides deep in the mystery of the unknown. It is the source of the force of all life energy where the gods and goddesses reside, where the creator is, where great spirit resides, where magic and its source and that fire and passion reside. It's the power of unlimited creation in form. This is important to understand because we have to forge a relationship with all aspects of power. If we don't, we become imbalanced in in whatever arena we're not making a balanced way. For example, if we don't acknowledge 
and work with our own life force energy by eating the right foods that nourish us, which, by the way, may be different from anyone else in your family. Um, there's an idea I'd like to consider of sacred food, which is, you know, food that actually nourishes you. So a Mars bar, I don't think really is going to nourish anybody, <laughs> although I do have one every once in a while. They're my little guilty pleasures. Um, um, it is the idea that we we obviously eat to live, so we need food to live, but it is the sacred idea that whatever food we are taking is sacred because it is coming from that earth energy of the divine energy and in our body energy to nourish and replenish and increase our energy and our life force and to let go of the waste that is no longer necessary so we can heal and be healthy and be balanced and be strong. So it's, it's in that idea of sacred food. And we have to get enough sleep, obviously, and have balanced sexuality, or we lose energy and we leak our life force. Every time you get angry and stuff it and don't speak your truth, you are leaking your life force. That's why you get tired when you're in an argument. If you don't have to win and you're in a place of, I just feel this, help me in your own self to yourself, understand this place in myself and the other person that I'm in that with. How do I, in alignment without giving away my power or taking that of another, resolve this? That's an exchange of energy. That's a movement of energy. That's feeling it in the body, speaking it, and letting it go and letting something transform in that process. That's the cycle of creation. That's how we stay in harmony with ourselves and all of creation. So some ideas to consider are that words actually have power. Really and truly, they have literally vibrational power. And pagans have known this for generations, millennia, as do religions, I would add. You know, they may not talk about that, but it has vibrational power. Each letter, how they come together, how we use it in our words with intention or unintentional, Consciously or unconsciously, they have a vibration. And so for generations, people have used words to convey messages for more than just, you know, hi, how are you? But as a tool of power, like reciting magical words for pagans or in prayer doing religious or spiritual rituals. And in many spiritual traditions, there's a belief that speaking someone's name, for example, gives you power over them. Or gives that person power over you because there's that vibration. Like you're literally, when you're speaking someone's name, calling their energy to you. Trust me, you are. Yesterday, my husband and I are out in our car. And um, I love our car. (laughs) And uh, this particular brand of car is really has all the values I really appreciate. And the woman that sold me the car gave me uh, free detailing and my car is quite messy. We live in, you know, where it gets snowy and when the spring happens, it's pretty mucky and we keep going back and forth because apparently I can't decide what season it is here. Um, And uh, my husband and I were in the car and I was talking about her and I used her name. (laughs) I get in the house as we take in the groceries and the phone rings and I pick up the phone and it's her. 
she's calling to check in and seeing how the car is and whatnot. And I'm giggling to myself saying, and I say to her, well, that's really funny. We literally were talking about you and here's why. And she laughed. Yeah. Make sure you come in for that detailing. So I know that's a silly example, but make no mistake. That's me evoking an energy. So when you speak your words in everyday life, you are evoking and calling to energy using those words and the meaning they have for you and other people and the meaning of the vibration in the world. So if you're unconsciously using words, um, you're going to know that things are going to come to you and you're going to wonder where that came from. So we must always be clear about using the power of our words and how we apply them. In many spiritual traditions, Conditions, um, that power of prayer is very impactful. That's why we say it out loud. And certain words are used to call to the divine. You know? Um, consider also the idea of a feminist phrase that feminists have used forever and ever and ever, speaking truth to power. Have you ever heard that phrase? That means that someone is speaking to a, an authority or an institution or a government or someone as a representative of that and challenging them in their position of authority. Um, for example, you know, when women wanted to go out to work, they had to speak truth to power about themselves. They had to find that power in themselves and then speak that truth. But there often is, you know, when you do that, there can be backlash or you can be dismissed. But often we are made to feel less than or diminished or afraid as women or told that our truth isn't real. You know, uh, I had a situation in my own life, in my family of origin, where I saw something physically happen in front of my eyes, spoke that to the authority in my family and was told, literally, you always see things that aren't there. And it physically happened in front of me and someone else. Um, And I had to, at the time in my life, I had to really, I was shaken. My belief about what I saw, literally from those words, was shaken. Did I really see that? Did I not see that? Do I see things? Do I see things? Yeah, I see the truth. But I had to come into a healing about that. So I'm sure you can think about times when that happened in some way to you. This is the reason that we as women are often afraid to identify and speak our truth because they have very powerful ability to do many things, to heal, to love, to challenge, to evoke universal energy and its power, to evoke our power and speak our truth. Never spoken a truth to a sister, even with the deepest powerful love and have them be annoyed at you or not talk to you for a while or leave your life entirely? Because you spoke the truth, even though they asked for that truth. Because you have to, you know, sometimes in relationship, we, we can't just speak truth because we know it. We have to be respectful of others. But So, you know, I want you to start to think about this idea. How open are you about your truth? Do you know where it lives? And where is the power of that in you? So often, for example, witches and shamans, in history, used public and private names for themselves. So they'd use a public medicine name for rituals, 
and a private name for high ceremony or evoking certain realms so as not to be harmed by others using that name. Um, another example is the word abracadabra, you know, the silly childhood word that we've been taught as kids for magic or you've seen in Harry Potter. I think it's in Harry Potter. Is derived from an ancient aromatic language that means I will create as I speak. So it's really not powerless. It's a very powerful thing. But because of how it's been depicted in the world, we now see it as something silly that you don't take as a powerful word. One of the most powerful statements you can make is I am. I am fat. I am tall. I am rich. I am. You get the drift. Because it generates a powerful connection to creation. And if you use it in a powerful awareness way, I am the divine, for example, you are creating a bridge between you and your divine essence and to the divine and however you see that. So think about how that is created every time you use that word. Be clear with your words and the energy you put into them everywhere, including social media, right? Don't be mindless about what you type. Just because you're not speaking them doesn't mean they don't have any energetic power because your intention of what you speak is in those words as you write. So contemplate that. So another idea I'd like you to start thinking about is power spots. So included in this idea of power are geographical spots in the world where there are ley lines, portals, gateways um, that, that connect us to worldly and non-worldly realms to access their power. Like Bridget's Well in um, Ireland is a sacred spot because there is a belief that you can connect actually to Bridget and her energy there. You know, and there's rituals and ceremonies that have been done for generations and pilgrimages of women that go there. Um, This includes the power of the phases of the moon. You know, certain phases, uh, the full moon is, is the energy of ending and completion and the powerful, emotional, intense force of the dark, of the unknown, of the Emotions, like not necessarily dark emotions like hate and whatnot, if you consider those dark, those are just emotions. Um, um, but the emotions of what you may not know or what you're not touching or what you're not aware. So, it, you know, around full moons, you know, um, it's very chaotic typically. My mom used to work as a nurse in a maternity hospital, and it would be chaos with babies being born like crazy because that's the force of the moon. Um, there are specific times of the day that have more power than others. Like right between um, daylight and and night, evening, is dusk. That's a powerful in-between state to be able to do magic. You know, and there are certain things between uh, 12 and 3 a.m. that is called the witching hour because typically that's when you can connect and do magic and ritual and access that higher power with your own. So these are times to refine your energy and your power and understand how you can transition into different phases of yourself. So I invite you to ask these questions. 
Where do you feel your power? Where does it live in your body? How does it speak to you? Where do you give it away? And that will feel always like a loss of energy. Where do you take the power of another and it makes you feel a sense of control or needing to control someone or an outcome? This is really not a place of power. It's typically where we don't have boundaries or there's codependency or we're not truth-telling to ourselves. And this is a very fleeting power because it's really not real. It's an illusion. That's a Donald Trump power. (laughs) Okay. Um, Where do you make yourself hide and feel small? This feels like fear or anxiety in your body or panic or concern that you're going to disrupt something or someone if you speak your truth or you share your power or you share your gifts and you go into hiding to avoid that. It's usually where our needy, wounded child lives. Um, This feels like you can't be yourself around someone um, where you feel powerless. Women have traditionally been told, shamed into, violated, or powered over historically by male-dominated ideology, um, and we call this patriarchy. Um, Literally, historically, we were owned by, and we were property, as I said before. So we really have to be careful where this continues to live in ourselves and how we share that with ourselves and other women because it really has changed our consciousness. So it's, it's really important to unpack all of this and take back your power from this historic oppression and, and look inside yourself about where does this shadow live. And, and when I say shadow, I don't mean evil, okay? I mean the, the unknown mysterious darkness that keeps us captive where our fear is, where our shame is, where our anger and resentment and we can't speak our truth to those things, where our wounding is that we haven't healed. That's what I'm talking about when, when I say the shadow. It's, it's important to do that work or you bring that shadow into everything, including your spirituality, right? And that's where you give away your power that you can't manifest what you really intend because you're sharing it out with intention, but you are not nourishing it in a balanced way in your energy field, in your emotional field, in the way you think about yourself. And, and it's important to release that energy. So there's more energy to create. Um, So it's important to know your power, to be responsible for it, to know how you use it. Or if you don't, how you give it away, where it's a place of beauty Where does it nourish you? What makes you feel balanced and powerful? Um, This is truly how we heal ourselves as individual women, but more importantly, it's how we heal ourselves as a collective of women in that sisterhood I've talked about. Um, Because we run that negative power with other women by comparing ourselves to other women, by speaking harshly or dismissing other women rather than, you know, dealing with our own envy or jealousy or feeling of lack of self-worth, not identifying our self-loathing or our powerlessness. You know, um, you have to ask those questions and move deeper into those places that are invisible to make them known to you. You know, where do you share your wisdom? When don't you share it when you know it? And why is that? Where do you see yourself speaking your truth and when you don't and why is that every time you silence or suppress your inner truth 
and your wisdom and your power, no matter if it's good, bad, or indifferent, you diminish your own energy and the ability of your life force to evolve, to be healthy, and to have that right relationship with spirit and the divine. You know, the divine does not want our power. We're not supposed to give the power to the divine either. We're supposed to have a balanced, reciprocal relationship to the divine. Because we are, as I've said before, a cell in great goddess's body or great spirit's body or God's body, if you will. We are the embodiment of the divine. So when we speak badly about ourselves or we don't deal with our stuff, we're doing that to the divine. And so it is being in right relationship to ourselves and our emotions and the shadow to awaken and open that door and put the light in, to ask ourselves, how does this affect my life force energy, my power, my connection to the power of nature-based energy and the earth and to grandmother earth and to great spirit and the power of the divine, whoever that is to you. Um, Ignorance, something to consider is ignorance. So our lack of understanding about our shadow, for example, affects our body. So it resides in us in anxiety that is free-floating and we don't know what to do, in panic, in fear, in exhaustion, in indigestion, in illness and disease. It's everywhere unless we speak it and feel it and heal it. So most women, as women, we need the support of at least one other woman to have our back to be able to feel courageous enough not to feel judgment, to go into that place of the shadow so we can take back and reclaim our power. Um, It's really important to have a group if you can, but it's most important to have a, a single woman that you can speak those things to, who then can speak to you and you can both in a non-judgmental way say, wow, what do we do with this? How do I move this? How do I make this a place of power? You know, um, if, if we don't accept who we are, we cannot evolve and move forward into what we want to become. And everything we say to ourselves, about ourselves, becomes what we become. Because, as I said before, where energy goes, where we put our attention, so how we speak to ourselves, is where our energy goes. So that's where our energy goes, how we speak to ourselves. That's where power lives or resides. So that's where our power is. So if we're constantly telling ourselves we're not good enough or we're stupid or small or whatever we say, that's where your power lives. And that's what you will actualize in the world. And you will get people in your life as a mere reflection of that. They will tell you those things. So if you're afraid of taking your spiritual power and sharing your intuition, um, you're going to get people to tell you when you do that you're crazy or what are you talking about? more often than those who support you, right? So it is a work in progress to identify your power and to know where it lives and to know that everything you put yourself into, every workplace, 
every individual and group relationship, every religious or spiritual relationship is including that shadow. So deal with your shadow with love, with curiosity, with the support of other women, with a therapist if you need that, with a spiritual teacher, but do not give your power to anyone, not to a therapist, not to your partner, not to your parents, not to your sisters and brothers, not to a religious organization, a spiritual organization, a representative of any organization. That is yours. But they can facilitate you to take back your power by holding space and not telling you how to do that by asking questions and making it safe for you to explore what you know inside you to heal. Every single person, I'm a, um, I have a business uh, where I work with women in uh, shamanic and energy healing and in um, women's counseling to, to help women to find those places in themselves that keep them stuck to unpack and unwrap the places that are hidden from them, to, to feel comfortable to share that with me in safe space without being judged, and to love them enough to ask the questions that are needed, but not to harm them with judgment, because as they heal, they heal the sisterhood I heal. Every time you heal something and you take something out of the shadows, you're doing that for you, First and most importantly, for you. You do it for your female children, if you have any. For the women in your ancestry who have come before you and those to come in the future. For every woman you are in relationship with, individually or as a group. And for every single energy that is connected to the feminine. Make no mistake, it is a powerful thing. We are all damaged and wounded by this imbalanced energy towards the feminine. It is our job to balance our energy, to take and reclaim our power. And you can do this in ritual, in prayer, in spirituality, and in a way that's meaningful for you. So, you know, one of the ways to do it is to go to a power spot. And by that, I mean some place you feel in nature where you are nourished. And start to connect and speak your truth and see how it moves. So our time is almost up. And a call to all the powers and energies I called into this circle and release you from this circle with gratitude and appreciation and ask you to work within us deeply in our waking and sleeping dream, that we may have the courage to open those dark places and to reclaim and recognize our power and apply it in a way that balances in the world. Come and be with us in all that we do. And I release you from the circle. So, dear sisters, I honor the light in you and all the sisters that have helped us to have this power today in this sitting place that we sit as women of power. Whether we use it or are afraid of it, we are on this journey together. Make no mistake. I am committed to my own unpacking of these places, and I do this with a place of love and a sense of curiosity, and I invite you 
to do the same. For as we heal, each other heals. As we heal, our lineages heal. And as we heal, we bring the light of the divine feminine into ourselves and to all of those that we touch. I bless you all. May you have the most magnificent week. May you hug a sister and tell her you love her and how good her relationship has been for you and how meaningful that relationship is in your world. And I ask you to be the light fierce in your unpacking, for you are never alone. And call to the goddess, and particularly the goddess Hecate in this week, to help you do this work. And I ask you, just for a second before we leave, to breathe life into that place of the power of women and all that that contains. Breathe in. Send your love and your light to that and to the women that may not be awake yet. Send love to them and a prayer that they find another woman who can walk this journey with them. To show them the place of power within their own spirit and what it can bring if they activate it in the light. To be safe and nourished in their world. To have right relationships that is loving and caring to themselves and to all that they come in relationship with. Send that light and that prayer so that no sister is alone. Send that light and that prayer so that no sister is unsafe. Send that light and that prayer into the divine power of the feminine. And I pray for you all this week that you have a blissful, powerful week as a woman and that you are able to take in, in any way, the glimpses of the light of your power that you possess and how it impacts the world. For you are truly the goddess divine. And I ask you, if you're interested, to check out our Facebook page, The Spirit Sisters, and if you want, send us an email so we know how the show is working or not working for you. Give us topics that you'd be interested in. We're always interested in feedback. And uh, drop us a line and uh, we'll see what we can incorporate into the show in the weeks to come. And I have a website, thepeacefulparadox.ca, and I also have a Facebook page, uh, The Peaceful Paradox. And I'd love uh, to hear comments from you. And um, I am going to be offering some uh, virtual online women's circles and uh, up-and-coming menopause circles online. Um, And uh, I'll post this on both my website and my Facebook page. And I will be offering um, medium readings in the months to come at a reduced rate for anyone who hasn't had one. And uh, uh, what happens when I do that is I uh, do that online. Um, And we can either do it uh, through email or I can do it on Skype. And what I 
do after I have done my readings is I put them on a an MP3 and I'll send them through email to you and uh, give you an opportunity to listen and ask questions and see what comes of that. So um, feel free to drop me a line if you have some interest in that as well, but I'll be posting more about that on, on my page as well. So uh, enjoy the rest of this International Women's Day and um, make sure that you honor those ancestors who have made it possible for you. Have a great week.